Hello, everyone. Uh, Pastor Cooper here, and welcome to our online church experience here with Cheney Faith Center. Um, maybe you've had your breakfast, and so kudos. And let me just say, the best breakfast in the world is Eggs Benedict with uh, bacon. Just saying. And you probably want extra bacon on top of that. Yeah, right? Like, granola is good, and cereal's okay, but like, bacon? Yes. Thank you, Jesus, for allowing us to be in the new covenant to have bacon. It's good stuff. Anyway, I'll go off on weird rabbit trails and then people will be like, this pastor is super weird. So I better continue on with what I have to say. <laughs> well, obviously we are continuing our online um, ex church experiences here. We're releasing through YouTube. We are doing that um, throughout the rest of the summer and that's gonna help us transition not only into our in-person gatherings, but as we start to develop and get our system for our live streaming in place as well. So uh, in, the, in the near future, we'll have live streaming happening where you'll kind of be able to feel like you're a part of the in-person gatherings um, here at CFC as we live stream in and just kind of create that environment. Um, because, hey, we want to honor um, people's decisions and what they're doing and if they're choosing to stay home. And that is totally good and totally valid. And so we want to just say, hey, we're going to continue our online church experiences as we are doing our in-person gatherings. Which, speaking of, just as a reminder, um, you have to register for our in-person gatherings just because we have limited space with the social distancing within our auditorium. We only really have about 54 spaces that we can have in our auditorium. And so we wanna make sure, instead of having the awkward conversation of like, hey, you can't come to church, it's full. We want people to kind of register beforehand so that then we can at least know who's coming um, so we can space it out appropriately. And then also people wouldn't have the awkwardness of being turned away from church. Cause that's not fun to like say, you can't come to church. Arr. That just wouldn't be good. So we want to encourage you to, um, to sign up online for a service, either 8.30 or 11 a.m. on a Sunday for an in-person gathering. As a heads up, next Sunday, it's only going to be online. So July 5th is only going to be an online church experience. So no in-person gathering, just online church experience. And we're going to start back up again on July 12th with our in-person gatherings. And we're gonna continue like usual with our online church experience that's basically through YouTube. And that's most likely what I think most of you are watching this through is maybe on your smart TV, just through the YouTube app, um, watching this um, through that way. Well, I want just to say a huge shout out to just what's been happening within our church body. Um, this last week, we, uh, we had a great opportunities to really just love on our community. So we had our youth group kind of start things back again and we gave over a hundred and I think 117 uh, summer journals. That's gonna help students really get into their faith and that's also gonna launch small groups for sixth graders through 12th graders in our youth ministry. So 100 and, um, did I say 17? I think that's what it was. 117 students um, came by the, the, this last week and grabbed journals so they can start getting into God's word and make this summer really the best summer yet. And even though we don't have our summer camp and things like that, we're saying, hey, God's gonna still do things in our lives. He's still gonna grow us. And so we are excited. Our youth leaders are excited for just a great summer with our students. Um, as well as our faith kids, they gave away almost 200 um, like end of the year, not graduation, but just like end of the year celebration packets for a lot of grade school kids in our community. So we had a big drive-through thing um, about, a, about a week ago on, on a Saturday where parents could drive through, pick up goodies. And then they, as the parents, got a little certificate that said like, I survived quarantine school year it was just super fun and so it was a it was a huge blessing um, just to be a blessing for our community and see a bunch of smiling faces and a bunch of parents just to feel like this we made it and it was just super fun to be a part of that and so yeah it's been really great to see our church just be a part of the community and as usual on every Tuesday at the middle school we've been giving away about four pallets worth of fresh and frozen food for people in our community from Second Harvest um, we had different people in our church. Uh, for a few weeks, it was Jason Smedley and it was Chad Huey. They drive their big old truck down there on a huge flatbed trailer and get four pallets just stacked high of fresh and frozen food. And then they bring it to the middle school. And then people from our church, 
we help distribute that out and we put it in people's cars and it's been a huge blessing. Been doing that for, I wanna say close to three months now, straight, every Tuesday. And it's been a blessing just to minister to our community and just to, again, bring a smiling face to those who are just in a hard time and, and where things are uncertain. And so um, I just wanna say, I love being a part of our church family and um, just seeing everyone just partner together and just love on our community in super practical ways. So thank you for doing that. Keep doing that. And as the weather gets nicer, we want to encourage you, like, get outside, see people in your neighborhood, um, just start conversation. And let's just, again, be the church outside of the church walls, um, just within, within our community, as, as this summer is a different summer. And so we want to encourage you, let's, let's contend in prayer, let's creatively connect, and let's own our faith um, during these next upcoming months. Well, we're going to go into a time of digital greeting. Um, so you can get your cell phone out and you can just text someone and say, hey, what's up, how's it going, all that good stuff. It's also a reminder um, for just a, an opportunity to partner with us in financial giving. And as I was kind of talking about before, just the things that we've been a part of, been able to give to um, as a church body, that's a huge thanks to you guys for seeing our vision and for partnering with us and um, just giving um, very generously to our church as we help people know Jesus and live for him daily. So um, during this greeting time, it's also a reminder that it's also a time that you can partner with us in um, giving for your tithes and offerings. And that's through online uh, by mailing a check or your or cash, or you can even text to give as well. And that slide will have the information for you. Then after that, um, I'm gonna lead us in some, into some worship. And then Pastor Mark has got the message today. So let's greet some people. back from the greeting time. I'm going to just pray for us and lead us in a time of worship. So we're here in our homes, maybe out the lake. I don't know where you guys are at right now <laughs> watching this, but uh, just want to just create an environment um, just for you just to quiet your heart, quiet your mind, um, and just be open to the Holy Spirit moving and speaking truth into your life right now. Whatever season you're going through, my heart and all of our hearts here at, at CFC is that um, God just speaks to us and uses his word to help us grow, um, just grow in love with him, to know him deeper so that we are empowered to go out and, and spread this message of hope to those who are searching for hope and are just not finding it and the things that they have put their hope in are fading away like that. And so um, again, I want to just encourage us right now just to create a space um, for us to quiet our hearts and our mind as we just enter in into a time of worship. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we just come before you right now with humble hearts to say we don't know what to do, what to say. And so, Jesus, we humbly bow before you and submit to your will. We submit to your ways. Holy Spirit, we ask that you guide us and you lead us in every part of our lives, in every conversation, in every thought process, Lord. So, Jesus, in this time right now, we open our hearts and our minds to your word being truth in our lives and being evident in our lives. God, we are so thankful and we give you praise. We give you honor in all that we do, Lord. We praise your name. Amen. And I have heard a sound Ah 
that in every season that we're going through right now. And um, man, God is faithful. And these are the moments that we have to look back if we're struggling um, at those like memorial stones that, that we placed down. And we talked a lot about this um, about a year ago when we went through the book of Joshua. Maybe it was two years ago. Um, my mind has lost some of its timetable with the COVID-19 thing. But just that we can place these stones of God's faithfulness so that we can look back and say, you were faithful back then and you're going to still be good on your promise in the future. And so it's good to verbalize that out and say, you are faithful, God, you are faithful. Let's raise a hallelujah. Down raise a hallelujah. In the presence of my enemies. Sing it out loud now. Down raise a hallelujah. Louder than the unbelief. I'll raise a hallelujah.
things that we sing that come off of our lips be a sweet, sweet sound. As we sing to you about your faithfulness, as we declare that you are good and that you are going to continue to be our warrior, Lord, that in the middle of the storm, we're going to raise that hallelujah because we trust that you have been faithful and you'll continue to be faithful in our lives, Lord. That you'll be with us through the hard times. With us in the good times, Lord. God, again, we just come before you and Holy Spirit, we open our hearts and our minds to hear from your word today. Jesus, we love you. This is our offering to you, Lord. We pray this in your mighty name. Amen. Let's enjoy a, a time of message with Pastor Mark. Well, hello, Cheney Faith Center. It is great to have you joining us online today and just worshiping the Lord in this unique way. And so thanks for creatively connecting, owning your faith, and contending in prayer during this time We've been in this great series, Christ Over Corona, and we've been learning lots of things. Last week, we talked about how Christ Over Corona, or how the coronavirus and this whole situation that's happening in our life right now, 
is teaching us about family discipleship as we're able to be with families a lot more. Hopefully you got to watch that video last week. It was awesome as I had a panel of men talking about family discipleship. And then hopefully you got to use the YouVersion app this week and do some family discipleship with your kids, or you got to do some discipleship on your own, just you and the Lord or you and your spouse or you and some friends. And um, discipleship is huge. It's the most important thing. And so um, I, I want to encourage you to just continue to own your faith and to grow in Christ during this time. Well, today I, I have a great message for you. I'm really excited about today's topic and what we're going to discuss from God's word. But before we do, I'm going to ask you to do something. Would you think about, just for a moment, let's take about 30 seconds, I want you to think about the five most important things to you. So the five most important things to you, just take a couple seconds and think about them and put them in your mind and just kind of have them locked in there just for a minute. Okay, so I'll give you a second. Think about the five most important things to you. Well, while I preach this message, I want you to think about those five things. Today, I want to discuss a very important topic. It's this, that the coronavirus has been teaching us what's temporary and what's eternal. The coronavirus has been teaching us some very important things, what's temporary and what's eternal. Let's begin by defining those two terms. First of all, the term temporary. This word temporary means lasting a short period of time. Or it's not permanent. It's not lasting. It's not going to be around for a long time. So temporary is a short period of time and not permanent. Eternal means lasting forever. Or that it has no end. And in some in some definitions it might even be expanded that it means it had no beginning as well but eternal means it has no end during the past several months i believe the coronavirus has taught us many that many things in our lives are temporary think about it with me just for a moment in february we were all living our lives in a very normal fashion We were waking up, getting ready for work, going through our normal routine to get ready for the day, whatever that might be, heading to work or to school or to just hang out at home, get home from work, do some chores, maybe have some dinner with your family, hang out with your kids, take a walk, watch some TV, go to bed. Right? We had our routine. Each of us had our own routine, the way we were living life in February. But by mid-March, everything changed. By mid-March, most of the habits and things in our lives completely changed. By the end of March, we were all discovering that many things in our lives are temporary. Some of us have lost our job, a job that we thought was very secure and that would last till our retirement, we found out it was temporary. Most of us, and I think it would be safe to say that probably not a single one of us before March ever thought there would be a day where schools would be closed, churches would be closed, all of our regular normal life, the stores we like to shop in would be closed. None of us had this idea that the school system would close schools and every student would be doing school at home. Our lives began to revolve around two terms that we never really used to describe business before, essential and non-essential. The most important product 
in the world in March and April was what? Toilet paper. Toilet paper. None of us thought toilet paper would be the most important thing in our lives. And then we all began to experience life in a whole new way. We began to use the word Zoom. And now before, we all thought Zoom was just a way that you described Mazda cars. Zoom, Zoom. But now, we all Zoom. We all Zoom to talk to friends and talk to family and have a meeting and do stuff at work. And it's the way we're connecting on Zoom media with our computers and our phones. And then several of you might have been looking forward to retiring this year. But through the coronavirus, the stock market has gone way down and your retirement was tied to the stock market. And so now you've discovered, maybe, maybe I can't retire this year. The church, the body of Christ, we had to close for a while. Now that, I can honestly say, is not new. I've always thought, and many people have thought this too, that there would be a day where even the American church would no longer be able to meet together. We just didn't think it would be under these circumstances. We thought it would be mostly because the world would hate us, and we would have to go underground and meet in secret places like so many churches around the world. Millions of people around the world meet in secret, worship Christ in secret, serve Christ in secret. And I believe that there's a real possibility that that could happen for us at some point, even here in America. So the coronavirus has taught us that even what we understand about the church right now and how we meet together as the church right now is temporary. Now, our relationship with Jesus, we know, is eternal. And our connection to one another can also not be temporary. As long as we choose to always creatively connect with one another, to own our faith and contend in prayer together, the church will never go away. In fact, that, that's, that's an impossibility. You can't, you can't stop something that God started. So the church will always be open. It'll never be closed. But here's what we've been learning through this season, that lots of things in our life are temporary. Well, I hope as the temporary things have been taken away, that you have grown keenly aware of the eternal, of what is eternal, and how you should live based on eternal things instead of temporary things. When I was a kid, we had a hard candy called the Everlasting Gobstopper. Man, the Everlasting Gobstopper. The Everlasting Gobstopper was this huge piece of circular, hard, very yummy Gobstopper candy. It was big. And if you could get one, it would last you a long, long time. Like, I, I would just put it on my dresser, and it would just sit there. I think my mom thought it was disgusting, that it was just always hanging out there. But it would last for like a year. If I was conservative and just did a, you know, a couple licks a day or, you know, just lick on the thing for five or ten minutes a day, it would last for a long, long, long time. And I'm sure it was pretty disgusting to find this sticky gobstopper candy in in my room all the time. But let me, if somebody had asked me a question back then, would you like a couple jelly beans or an everlasting gobstopper? What would my answer be? The gobstopper. Every time. Why would I choose a couple jelly beans that are temporary and would only give me the sweetness of sugar that I like for a couple seconds when I could have an everlasting gobstopper that I could grab off my dresser anytime I wanted and take a couple sweet licks of it. This is a no-brainer. 
This is exactly what we're talking about and what we are going to talk about today in God's word. Why would we choose the temporary over the eternal? Yet we do it all the time. I believe that this message is very, very important. See, I think that we do this all the time as adults. We choose the temporary over the eternal. I look around me and I look into our world and I see how people are living and I see people grasping for the temporary all over the place. They're longing for a temporary fix until the next temporary fix comes out. They're searching for significance, value, identity, and purpose in temporary things, temporary relationships or, or hobbies, addictions, or electronics. Everywhere around us, we live in the temporary. In fact, the more we delve into uh, the digital world, the more we discover the temporary. Social media may be one of the best examples of living life in the temporary where we all have our devices that are giving us news on the spot, in the moment, minute by minute, whatever's the hottest, the latest, the greatest, the coolest picture right now until the next coolest picture, which, which could happen 30 seconds later. We're living in the temporary and we're, we're looking for that moment where my picture gets a like and I feel good about myself. And then... I have to post another picture before I get another like, and then I feel good about myself again. This is life in the temporary. Now, I know that not all of us use social media for that temporary fix. I hope that you are grounded in Christ and growing in Christ and secure in Christ, and so social media is just a fun thing for you. And I hope that that's true for you, but I'm noticing the world around me and I'm noticing the things that I see on social media and how people interact with it. And they're using it as a way to find identity in the moment. And that is so temporary. And God has so much more for us. He wants us to live in the eternal so we are secure and loved and find value and purpose every single moment of the day, regardless of what is happening in our lives or the circumstances in them. That's God's plan for our life. Now this understanding of the temporary and the eternal is extremely important for our lives, especially as believers in Christ. I believe that this knowledge could change your life. I think it could change everything that you value throughout the day. It could change the way you handle your finances. It will change how you think about yourself. It will affect your global mindset and how you think about specific situations that are happening in the world around you. It will change the way you see people. It will change the way you parent your kids. It'll change the way that you decide to live your life in retirement. It has the potential to radically change someone that you have influence with in your life. In fact, I believe that when we understand what's temporary and what's eternal and choose to live in the eternal, it could change the world. It could radically change our entire planet if we chose to live in the eternal. Now look at a verse with me as we begin this idea and the subject matter. This is a verse that describes the future. It's a verse that we find in the very, almost the second to last chapter in the book of the Bible, the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation is all about our future. What's the world going to be like? What will happen? What will God do? What will take place in the future? It's all there. It's all written out. Now, it's not easy to decipher, just as many prophetic things are hard to decipher. 
But the verses we're going to look at today aren't hard to decipher. They're easy to see, and they're easy to understand. And I want to start here because I want us to see a picture of what eternity will be like, about what life will be like for those of us who choose to be in relationship with Jesus Christ and to have eternal life. Now look at it with me. It's in Revelation chapter 21. And this, this section of verses actually helps us a lot with what is temporary and what is eternal. Here's what the word says. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. He was seated on the throne and said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. What a great look at our future, at, at what eternity will be like. Now, sometimes it helps me, I don't know if this helps you or not, but sometimes it helps me to, to categorize things or, or to organize something so that I can see it better. It's always more helpful when my garage is organized. I can find my tools better that way. But here's what, what I'd like us to do. I'd like us to, to categorize and organize this section of verses. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to organize it in the temporary and the eternal. Now look at it with me. The first thing is very simple. God said something profound right off the bat in this section. He said the old heaven and earth, the old heaven and earth, the one you and I are living in now, it's temporary. It's actually going to pass away. And God will create a new heaven and earth, one that will last for eternity. Now, that, that's a significant statement. That means that what you and I know right now on this planet, living here, in our solar system, this is all temporary. The second thing that God says that's interesting is the city that we live in is temporary. Cheney, the West Plains, Spokane area. Eastern Washington, it's temporary. The city that is eternal is a holy city. The New Jerusalem, the, this large city where the people of God will meet. By the way, in another verse in, in, the, New or in the New Testament, the book of Revelation, it actually describes the, the size of this city, and the size of this city is about two-thirds the size of the United States. It's an enormously large city where all of the people of God will live. So our city, Cheney, is temporary. Our eternal city, the New Jerusalem, the holy city where we will be with God, is eternal. Now there, are, there were several things in this verse that, that are temporary and as I saw that they were temporary and I read that they will be temporary, it just made my heart glad. It made my heart really glad to know that these several things would be temporary. And the things that this verse said that would be temporary were death, mourning, crying, and pain. I don't know about you, but that sounds really good to know. That there will be a day where there will be no more death, no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain. 
that those things are temporary. That in our future, as believers in Jesus Christ, those things will be non-existent. There will only be life and joy and happiness and peace. Man, that's good news. I'm looking forward to that day. I'm excited that the, the things that we know of in this lifetime that are hurtful and hard and difficult are temporary. The last thing that I noticed in this section of verses that is eternal is that you and I would dwell with God. Right in the middle of this section of verses, it says that God is going to dwell with us. That he will be right with us, doing life with us in eternity, living in intimate relationship with us for all of eternity. That's good news too, to know that God will be dwelling with us and that he will be our closest friend. And that will happen for all eternity. That's good news. So Revelation chapter 21, and it gives us some great stuff in here about what is eternal and what is temporary. Now, the last thing that this chapter says in verse 5 is an interesting statement. And it simply is a moment where God said, I am making everything new. God's going to make everything new. Everything that we know of right now is temporary. God will make everything new. That means everything we know right now. Our, our homes, our cars, the buildings that we build, the planes that we fly in, the phones that we have, the computers that we like, all of these things are temporary. And God will make everything that we need and he'll make it all new. That's good news. I want to show you something else that is really important when we see eternal things in God's word. It's in Matthew chapter 24, and I want to show you something that is eternal here that is very important for our future, but maybe even more important for our life right now today. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 35, Jesus said this, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. What a powerful verse. Let me, uh, let me just explain a little bit about this verse that I think is really important. First of all, did you notice it here? It's repeated. Jesus said it again. Heaven and earth are going to pass away. So if we're holding on to this world, if we're holding on to the things of this world, to, to the planet and the things in it that we love, we're holding on to temporary things. So what is something that we should hold on to? Jesus' word. Because Jesus' words will never pass away. They are eternal. Now think about what that means for our life today, right now. Because you and I have Jesus' words right here. We can open them and read them and figure them out. Now, here's why this is important. Because words are extremely important. Words are important because words lead to thoughts. And thoughts lead to beliefs. And beliefs lead to actions and lifestyles that you and I choose to live. That's why words are so very important. And that's why in particular, eternal words would become the most important words. And the only one who has eternal words is Jesus. Everybody else's words are going to fade away. Everything Mark says, it's going to fade away. And nobody will care about it. But Jesus' words... Are eternal. That's why I make a point as a pastor to always tell you about Jesus' words and to live your life on what Jesus says, not on what I think or what I believe or some notion that I have. 
That's why we always go to God's word. That's why we always are opening the Bible and seeing what it has to say for us and what Jesus' teachings are telling us because Jesus' words are eternal. Now, because Jesus' words are eternal, this means that when it comes to words, statements, quotes, promises, commands, stories, proverbs, parables, however we want to grammatically rearrange sentence structures, the most important words in the world are Jesus' words. Every single time, the most important words are Jesus' words. That's why it makes sense that you and I would make Jesus' words the most important words in our life because they are eternal. It wouldn't make sense logically to hang the balance of our life on a temporary philosophy, on something a college professor might have said when we were in our early 20s or whenever we went to college because their words are temporary, on some other religious figure that thought that they were better than Jesus. Those words would be temporary. Whenever you and I base our life, our beliefs, our values, our, our, how we do life on somebody else's words other than Jesus, we will be disappointed because we're basing our life on something temporary. Therefore, I want to encourage you, base your life on something eternal. Base your life on something that will last. And those are the words of Jesus. Now, because Jesus' words are the most important words, then his words are the words that we should hang our lives on. His words are the ones that we should study in the morning, that we should memorize throughout the day, and we should contemplate as we're going to sleep. That's how important Jesus' words are. Now, we've discovered that Jesus' words are important that they'll never pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away. This planet will be gone one day and Jesus' words will still be there. Now the challenge that this makes for you and I today is this. Our world does not particularly enjoy the words of Jesus. Our world likes their own ideas their own thoughts, their own words, their own philosophies. But as Christians, as believers in Christ Jesus, we are called to live our lives based on the teachings and commands of Jesus Christ. Therefore, there will be moments in our lives, and they may happen often, and I would say will happen more and more as we move into the future, as we live in a world that is caught up in sin, you and I will find more and more challenging situations where as we stand on Jesus' words, there will be conflict. Conflict of thought, conflict of lifestyle, conflict of belief. And you and I will have to say we stand on the eternal words of Jesus Christ. And that will be hard for some people to understand until they begin to believe in Jesus too and understand wait a second, these words are life. These words are true. These words are bringing me peace and joy. Man, I love these words of Jesus. Until somebody understands that, they will just see the words of Jesus as nonsense, as some old archaic uh, group of words that are pointless or meaningless in this world. But we know them as the very things that give us life and truth and help us understand our true value and purpose in this world. So I want to encourage you, hang your life on Jesus' words. The last thing I want to show you that is eternal, and, and there's a couple other things that are eternal in God's word, like you and me, we're eternal. The relationships that we make and that we have in Christ, those things are eternal. But I want to show you one more thing um, in 1 Peter and in the Hebrews 9 that is eternal 
that's just kind of one of those fun things to, to end on and to remind us that there's some, there's some great stuff coming. This verse in um, 1 Peter chapter 1 tells us, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. And then Hebrews 9, verse 15. For this reason, Christ is the mediator of a new covenant, that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. Now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. I wanted to end with this, this happy thought. That there's a spiritual inheritance that you and I will have for eternity. And this spiritual inheritance is, is something that is a part of our lives now. But will also be a part of our eternity. Now this spiritual inheritance is not a part of our life because of anything special we have done. It's because of what Jesus has done. The inheritance is a part of our life because we are now in the family of God. We're in the family of God. For instance, let's say you uh, were a, a grandchild of Bill Gates. If you're a grandchild of Bill Gates, you probably have some inheritance coming. And it might have a lot of zeros after the number. But it's, it's a part of your inheritance. It's temporary uh, because it's earthly. But it's part of your inheritance because you're in the Gates family. That's what spiritual inheritance is like. The day that you and I said yes to Jesus and we said, I believe that I'm a sinner and that I need Jesus Christ and I want, I want the eternal life that Jesus wants to give me. The day that we said that, we, we became a part of a family. We became a part of the family of Jesus Christ that goes all the way back to the very first person created in the Garden of Eden. Now this family is, is what you and I are in now. And in this family, there is inheritance. It's a totally different kind of inheritance than money or wealth or homes or cars. It's not material inheritance. It's spiritual inheritance. And this spiritual inheritance is far greater than any sort of physical inheritance because our spiritual inheritance is eternal. We will never lose it. If somebody gave me a couple million dollars as an inheritance, I could lose it. Potentially, I could spend it all and not have any more and be poor because I spent all of my inheritance so I could lose it. You cannot lose your spiritual inheritance. It's there because your spiritual inheritance is actually your relationship with God. Your inheritance, my inheritance, is that you and I will have a relationship with God forever. And it will last forever in heaven. And everything that we need, God will provide. And the relationship as God is dwelling with us will be the best thing we have ever known. So this understanding about what is temporary and what is eternal is huge. Coronavirus is teaching us this. That our lives are made up a lot in what is temporary. Now at the beginning of my message, I asked you to think about the five things that are of the most important to you. The five most important things to you. Now, think about those five things again. You've been maybe thinking about them, mulling them over as you've been thinking about hearing me talk about 
what is temporary and what is eternal. And here's what I want you to ask. And I want you to apportion this question to each of those five things. And here's the question. Is that thing temporary or eternal? Your five things that you would list, one, two, three, four, five. Think about them right now. Are those things temporary or eternal? Are the most important things to you something that will not last? Or is it something that will last forever? It's a very important thing to think through. It may mean that you'll want to change the top five important things in your life. Now, if you think about it for a moment, you're probably living based on those five things. But if you change them, if you change those five things, it would change your life. If you change from living a temporary life to an eternal one, it would change everything. Let me, let me end with this question. And it, it's the question that kind of brought us out of those five important things. Is your life consumed with mostly temporary things or eternal things? Is your life consumed with mostly temporary things or eternal things? Good question to contemplate during this week. Well, as we go to prayer, um, some of you may have been watching this video, our online gathering today, and you're wondering, how do I, how do I receive this eternal life? Well, I want to tell you, it's, it's really simple. All you have to do is say yes to Jesus. All you have to do is admit some things and confess some things. You have to admit, uh, I can't do this on my own. I can't live life on my own. I've been living, I've li been living life in a temporary way. I want to live life in an eternal way. I've been doing everything for myself and I want to start living for Jesus. I recognize that uh, everything I've been doing in my life isn't working and I'm a sinner. There's lots of things that I do that don't glorify the Lord and don't honor his word, don't honor his name, and don't glorify him. And you want to change those things. And the way we change those things is by admitting that they're happening in our life and then saying to the Lord, saying to God, saying to Jesus, would you please forgive me? Would you forgive me for those things? And would you help me start living for you? I, I believe that I need you to be my savior. And I, I just want to say yes to you, Jesus. I want to live a life for you. I want to encourage you that you can do that anytime. You can pause this video right now. You can stop and you can pray and you can simply say, Jesus, I need you. I'm a sinner. I want you to be my savior. And would you come into my life? Would you change my life? Would you fill me with your Holy Spirit? And would you make me new? Would you help me to live for eternal things, not temporary things? If you want to say that prayer, and if you want to start a new life in Christ, go ahead and just pause the video and go ahead and do that right now. Or you can pray it while we close in prayer right, right now in just a minute. Um, and then if you want to say yes to Jesus, I want to encourage you to just get in touch with us as a church. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to encourage you. We'd love to just give you a phone call and welcome you into the family of God. If that's where you're at, I want to encourage you. Could you just text, I said yes, to the number 43506 and someone will get in touch with you. I hope some of you are doing that and uh, you're changing your life today by saying yes to Jesus. Well, let's pray and uh, just end our time and end our thoughts from God's word. Jesus, we thank you that you are eternal and that you've made us eternal. That when we say yes to you and we commit our lives to you, we believe in your words and your teachings and we begin to serve you and we, uh, we just worship you with all of our heart, soul, mind and strength and love our neighbors, ourselves, Lord. We are saved, and that's an eternal thing. It's not a temporary thing. Thank you, Jesus, that we have a Bible and that the words in this Bible are eternal and we can study them and live them and, uh, and just be encouraged by them every single minute of the day. 
Lord, thank you that our future is bright and that you're going to do awesome things in and through us in eternity. We give you thanks and praise. Help us, Lord, to live in the eternal things, not in temporary things, and to put our time, our efforts, our resources into eternal things like your kingdom, not into temporary things that only last a short time. We give you thanks and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us online today. Always remember, Jesus loves you very much. So do Kate and I. Have a great week.